0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. It's John Osterland. And uh, we're, we're back here on Bayou 95.7 here in New Orleans. As we've been running our sister station, WWL, uh, after. Hurricane Ida came through here, and there are still many people recovering from Hurricane Ida. There, there are still many people who haven't gotten their, their electricity back, um, and, and life uh, hasn't gotten back to normal yet. And um, we're with you. We're, we're, we're on, on your side, and, and we're here. Um, how, how are you doing? if if you're listening right now, uh did did you get your power back? Uh, I got my power back six days after I lost it. I was sitting on my couch a week ago Sunday, about right before six PM and uh all of a sudden the power went out. And it had stayed out uh from Sunday at six PM um until this past weekend, when when I ended up getting power back, and it's an incredible feeling. I stayed the whole time. Coleman, you stayed the whole time, correct? Too as well. So so we stayed for uh just about a week with with no power, no electricity in, in our places. And you know, I had friends that evacuated, that got out. Um. And I had a couple of friends that said, y- "You want to come with us?" And I, I said, "You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out here in, in New Orleans because I know uh, one of our sister stations, WWL. They're gonna be they're, they're gonna be going on all of our stations." And I I didn't know. Um, I, I've been in New Orleans now for uh, going on 14 years, and when I was at my last job. I was uh, part of the hurricane coverage, a few different times, where they would team us up with uh, people from different radio stations with different formats and such, and 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 that was that was neat. That was that was cool to do. Um, but this time around, uh, that that I I didn't I I didn't do that. I was just, uh, I, I just
2: well, we still had to stick around because we weren't sure when we would be able to come back, so we kind of had to stay even if. You know, we didn't, you know, even if we wanted to, because it was, it was, we were going by the day. Like we didn't know what the situation was going to be with power. We didn't know what the situation was going to be with other emergencies or something else was going to come through. So we kind of stuck around to feel it out because, you know, we wouldn't expect it to be this bad.
1: No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, we hung out, but after, after six days with, without power, I, just the other night, I was sitting on my couch, just getting ready for another hot, dark night, and then all of a sudden, right, right around eight o'clock, eight p.m., the the, the light went on in, in in my apartment, and I was like, "Wow, you talk about a feeling." You, you, you talk about, it. I mean, it was like when I was, you know, you know, when you when you've been living without power for a week. And then all of a sudden, the lights come on. I mean, th- that's like when you were younger and, and and you were you were doing sex. That that's like that's like when you were hooking up. It's like wow, this is the greatest. That, that's the that's the biggest comparison I can I can think of.
2: I was excited about the, my power came. I have to tell you the story about when I found out my power uh, came back on. But the thing I dreaded the most was setting up all those clocks all over again because all of my microwave clocks on my oven stove all my clocks had to reset so i'm still not finishing uh putting all my clocks to the right time so i'm actually amazed that i came to work on time today
1: (laughs) yeah well uh we made it and i know we still have some some ways to go in in recovery because we just came out of labor day weekend and uh just walking around the city of new orleans yesterday on labor day it was just very eerie there there wasn't there wasn't many people around there there's not many not many people walking around and 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 uh you know some things are open but there's a lot of things that aren't open yet and um we're just trying to we're trying to recover we're trying to get back to
2: life back to normal You've stayed in New Orleans long enough to now be an official New Orleanian, and you also stayed in Florida, which is known for hurricanes. Was this the first hurricane you rode out? You, like when you when the hurricane is coming, do you usually evacuate? No, I usually ride them out. Like I said, I've been in New Orleans now um, uh, for
1: for a long time. What about 14 years? And and during the storms before this one, I was a part of my radio stations. Right. Uh, broadcast because we'd, we'd be on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and they, they would, they would, they would put us together, different people from different formats. Uh, and, and, and we would do, uh, the, the recovery. I, I, I did that for every storm up, up until this one. And, and so, but, but I, but I, I hung out and I remember in Miami, um, I, I hung out for that one too and, and, and got through the, got through the, the power outage this was the longest though I yeah mean, this was this was a long
2: time and I i kind of I, I slept through most of it it was it was pretty bad you could hear it but uh as bad as the winds were it was really comfortable because my power went out maybe like when the, when the storm hit friday my power went out maybe around eleven twelve. 12 the normally. storm hit sunday 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 I'm, i I'm, all my days to throw it off i started preparing for it friday so friday i was that's when i was buying stuff then saturday happened and then sunday so um when it hit, when the power went out with the windows open, the wind and the draft, it actually felt good during the storm. It was the aftermath. Like, after the storm left, it was no wind. It was humidity. It was heat. And that's, that's, that's when the worst, I think, happened. The storm itself, it did cause a lot of damage, but it was the aftermath that I think I suffered through the most. Yeah, well, well we're here. We're back.
1: Um, our, our text line text us how, how, how you're doing. Do you have your electricity back um is your life getting back to normal you or are you still still stuck uh five zero four two six zero ninety five ninety five 9595 and we will we will happily take your your text if if we can help you out answer any questions for you as more and more things are opening um you you can ask any question you have uh that's our that's our text line um but it's, it's good, good to be back, and, and we're rocking, and we're going to rock our way through this here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. The Clash, the Foo Fighters. Rock is back here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland. Back here with you. It's good to to be rocking again in our in our post Hurricane Ida world here uh, in, in New Orleans. I I know for the last week we we ran our sister station WWL because of the hur- Hurricane Ida and and things that happened after hurricane ida and i know there are still a, a bunch of people recovering the, the, the there are still people that don't have their their power back their electricity back and uh there are still a bunch of people who are waiting for uh for life to get back to normal and and i know that um uh, the folks in charge are doing the best they can to uh to get everybody up as 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 soon as possible. You know, yesterday, I, I live in the city of New Orleans, and yesterday, Labor Day, I woke up and I took a walk around the city and and I wanted to get breakfast. The first place or two that I that I normally go were, we're not open. So I uh I just continued walking. And and I walked uh, into the French Quarter, and I and I started walking towards the Marini. And um, I I said, let me check this place that I like. That's on Bourbon Street, uh, Clover Grill. And sure enough, Clover Grill was open. There were only two people inside. But what was interesting, Coleman, when I, when I walked into Clover Grill yesterday morning, Labor Day morning for breakfast, as soon as I, as soon as I opened the door and walked in, I said, are you open? And, and, and the waitress, the woman standing behind the counter said, well, you need a couple of things. You, you need a mask. So I had to take my mask out of my pocket. I, I put my mask on. She said, now you need your, your vaccination card or at least you have to prove to me that you tested negative for coronavirus in the last 72 hours. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of getting vaccinated, but I got vaccinated because that's what our authorities told us would get us back to, to normal, would get us our lives back to normal as soon as possible. So, so I had to show her my, my vaccination card, and she said, okay, you got your mask, you got your vaccination card. She said, "Okay, you can take your mask off and then go sit down and and uh, and and I ordered food and it and it was a delicious meal. I've I've always liked Clover Grill on on Bourbon Street. I'm very simple when it comes to eating, and they're 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 most known for their breakfast. Any time of the day It doesn't matter what time of the clock you walk in there. The, 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 their eggs and their bacon and their sausage and their 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 hash browns and their their toast." They also have really good burgers too, but um, it, it was breakfast time yesterday so i I went in and uh, I, I went in and got some breakfast and, and I know you sent me a t- I know you you and cat here at Buy you sent me a text and so I just took a picture of Yeah, the, you did I took a picture of the grill inside the clover grill so that would actually be the clover grill so I just took a picture of the grill and I said
2: here I'm, I'm at clover grill. Did you ask them how long their power has been on when you was on bourbon? I did not. Funny story, because right when all of this happened and uh, all the power went out in the city, the entire city, on the entity grid map that shows who has power and who doesn't, for a long time, Bourbon Street was the only green line. On, it was it was a, like a big Facebook thing. Everybody's on Facebook, like this this has to be impossible. This has to be a mistake. Well, for the well, for about four or five days, Bourbon Street was the only light, uh, only line that was green on the entire power outage map. People's trying to figure out whether it was true or not, whether Bourbon Street was the only street that had power. And since she was on Bourbon Street, I wonder if you can confirm that that was it did have power during that time. I I
1: think Bourbon Street got power back Friday night. I want to say because I did see one of my face Facebook friends take a picture from inside someplace yeah. on 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 Bourbon Street. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, you you learn a lot during emergencies like hurricanes uh on on facebook and on on social media you can you know people posting stuff um but it was it was just good uh yesterday going into a restaurant and, and and getting something to eat and i know more things are opening but it but it's still there, there's still a lot that that is shut down here in the city of new Orleans and around the city of new Orleans, surrounding areas. Um, we're, we're still in hurricane Ida recovery mode.
2: Not only do you learn a lot from Facebook, you, you also learn about a lot about yourselves and your community when in situations like this, you know, I, I, realized like, um, you know, my, my family had to stay with me cause my mom had some property damage done to her home and all that. And while I was cleaning her house, I realized that when it comes to crises and emergencies, I'm pretty much useless. Because my mom, she has two sons, but both of us, we got into the entertainment industry. So none of us has skills she needs to help her out. Like I'm not, we didn't grow up to be carpenters. We didn't grow up to be engineers or electricians. So I was really sitting there trying to help my mom out like, wow, I can't fix a roof. I can't do anything with a plumbing. Like she has two boys, but what can I actually do? To, like, help her. Like, I don't have any of those. Like, when it comes to the microphone and being on the stage or doing anything that's entertaining, I can make you laugh. But in a situation like this, I realize I really don't have any trade skills. To help anyone out right now, and I really felt useless throughout this whole thing.
1: So your your mom has two sons. You have a brother, and, and you're both useless when it comes to helping <laughs> her after after a hurricane. Yeah, we can
2: I, keep a company. That's what the most we can do. But I, I can't fix the roof. I can't I, I can't fix a car. or something I'm not a mechanic.
1: I like. Wow, I'm in a crisis. I'm really useless. I saw I saw the picture you posted on Facebook of the hole in your mother's mm-hmm. roof. Did that just happen?
2: Yeah that that happened for Ida. Um, uh, and, uh, so like, in our listeners are so great. When I put that on Facebook, a lot of body listeners reached out to me saying, I just started go fund me and things like that just They they really wanted to help. And I appreciate that. But I, I felt bad because I know there are people worse off than us. And I would feel guilty starting to go fund me for my mom, knowing that they have people with, like medical issues that are worse off than us, that they can really help. But yeah, that happened right after I the roof at collapsed. Luckily she wasn't in the house at the time when it happened. And, uh, but it's it's fixable. It's, it, we we've been through Katrina, so we're not as down as we should be. The pictures make it look the situation look worse than it actually is, because uh, it seems like we're hopeless and helpless. But we'll we'll get through this. We're still strong.
1: And I know you live on the West Bank. Mm-hmm. Does the rest of your family live on the West Bank as well?
2: Yeah, for the most part, we all scattered around the city. So my brother stays around the corner from me, which is ironic because I have power right now and he doesn't. So he's at my house right now, along with my mom. Like that, uh, so even though he stays two streets down, he still doesn't have power as far as I know.
1: It's something when you're so close to people who get their power back after the hurricane.
2: I remember um, when, I,
1: when, when I lived in Miami, I, I, I lived in a, in a place right on the beach, and evidently my building was the last building on the grid because I got power after a hurricane. And the building right next to mine did not get power. And now we're, we're going back about 14, 15 years. Fast forward to Hurricane Ida last week. The building behind my building in New Orleans, where I live, it got power Thursday night, Thursday. And I'm, I'm looking out my window. I'm staring at that building. I'm sitting in the dark, in the heat. And I'm staring at that building across the street behind my building that has power, uh. and and and, and the, I see the lights, I see the people smiling, having a good time, and I was so, I don't want to say jealous, but 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 the, the building was right next to mine and it had power. And then it was it was the next night that 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 my building finally got power. But so it was almost like. It was almost like it took 14 or 15 years, but the karma got me back because because I used to be that building that, that was right next to a building, that uh, and I was the one that had power. But this time around, no, it was the building next to me that had power.
2: I've been on the opposite end of that spectrum. Well, for some reason, the street that I live on, whenever there's a harsh thunderstorm and a power outage, my side of the street always keeps power as relative to the other side of the street. So I've been through a lot of harsh thunderstorms where the neighbors would be in complete darkness while I'm sitting there in my house watching wrestling or whatever. Because the, the side of the street that I stay on for some reason is really good uh, for keeping power in harsh weather. Like with Ida, it, it kind of went off and on multiple times. I figured that the power was going to go out and I kind of prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for it, for, uh, for it to go out that long. But once again, you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. But But I've been in that situation where I've had power. And uh, this, like literally across the street, I'm looking at my neighbors and they have the generator running and, you know, it's funny like that.
1: How do people with generators know when their power comes back?
2: Well, from what I understand, the, most people who have generators, they only they only hook the generator up to certain appliances like the refrigerator and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay, you know? so, so then they, they know. Easily, yeah, but so if something else comes on that's not hooked up to the generator, they should be able to tell.
1: But those people that have generators that generate their entire house, they, they would know power came back unless they stuck their head out and looked because mm-hmm. they, they yeah, Hey, if you're listening, um, text us, 504-260-9595. Text us short, uh, a, a quick one, your situation. Do you have your power back yet? Um, uh, hopefully life will be back to normal sooner than later for all of us. I know it's not like that right now, but it's good to be back rocking with you. And uh, if there's if you have any questions or 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 if you want to text us anything, feel free to. If it's good, we'll read it coming up on the show, five zero four-260-9595 from Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Buy you 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. It's John Osterlind here with you. Uh, Coleman and I are, are, are back after, um, after our sister station, WWL, uh, was on all of our radio stations here in New Orleans uh, after Hurricane Ida um a, a lot of people have got their power back there's still a lot of people who haven't and and I know um things are slowly getting back to life as we as we know it and uh I I know though for for some people it's still pretty rough um I I think when you when you lose your electricity in your house for for upwards of a week That that's uh, that that can be that can be completely deflating, especially in the heat uh, that that we have here in the New Orleans area, in Southeast Louisiana. And uh, there there were some times last week. There, there there were a couple of times where I was thinking to myself, I should I should probably evacuate because it was very hot in, in, in my apartment in New Orleans and um, they, they told us I'm coming back to to work to, to do the morning show here and but but I I I stayed I, I, I ever every storm we've had in New Orleans I've been here almost 14 years now and every storm that we've had I've uh, I, I've always stayed I've done hurricane coverage in the past at, at radio stations here, um, but but this time I just I, I, I just stayed and waited, and 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 I'll tell you when, when when you don't have power for upwards of a week, when you don't have electricity, it, it, you're not living life anymore. You're 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 not living life the the way you you normally do. What's interesting is I had a couple of friends come over, and things didn't change that much. Usually when I have friends come over my place, usually we'll have a couple of beers. We'll we'll watch a ball game or a movie or something, whatever. What I did last week was I had a couple of friends come over, and we sat in the dark, and we drank a, a couple of beers, and we... We didn't watch anything. We 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 had no power, but we th- that's that's what we did. Uh, so, you know, our, our our actions didn't really change that much. Just the
2: the surrounding area did. Well, in my situation, of course, I I ran out of power. Of course, I didn't have any power either. The thing was, I think I did better coping when I was by myself than when I had family, because I had family that rode out the storm with me. And then when I ran out of when I, when my power went out, it really didn't make any sense for them to stay there too because everyone's power went out, so they all went back to their homes or whatever. And when I was by myself for a few days, I found that it was better for me by myself because nobody was suffering with me. I didn't like when people were at my house without power, and I saw them sweating and they they were you know getting beat by the heat, and we were we didn't have any really good food to eat because we couldn't cook. We had to really survive our snack food. But when they went off to their own homes, I found. Like me by myself, I can cope you know if, if it I had Gatorade i had i I walked to a store that was running on a generator, but it was when I had other people with me that's when it hurt me the most because I couldn't do anything about it, and I do better by myself than I am with other people
1: yeah and and, and again you 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 go that long you go five six seven days with, with without power I'll tell you that that can that's just as deflating as as it can get. And and I'm thinking to myself, outside of being sick, being ill, I can't think of anything worse
2: than 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 not having power. I mean, I did like I did catch up on some reading. It it's, it was the peace. It was kind of peaceful at certain points. Other than the heat, just being home alone with no power didn't bother me as much because I had things to entertain myself. There was stuff that around the house that I was able to do because we weren't working. So I was able to kind of clean up certain things that always bothered me. I did read a bunch of stuff because all I had was candlelight and flashlights. Uh, you know, and I I had my phone playing around on social media. I had to use my car charger because I didn't have electricity. When I was by myself, I did find out I can be a minimalist. You know, they have those memes like, can you live without power? Can you live without your cell phone? I proved that I can. Like, I would charge my phone overnight. I would go hours without my cell phone. As long as I had something to entertain and stimulate my brain, I was okay. But like I said, it was once, you know, my family came over and they had to suffer too. That's when it was kind of.
1: And I'll, I'll tell you, after not having electricity for for five, six days, mine came back over the weekend and it was right after 8 p.m. So I was I was just settling in for another hot, sweaty, dark, long night and I was sitting on my couch, and all of a sudden, the kitchen light came on, and the lights came on, and and I, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting it maybe the next day, but I, but I wasn't expecting it when it happened. And what surprised me the most is that within five minutes, everything was back to normal. There There was a ball game, a college football game on the television. I figured when the power came back that there wouldn't be cable or internet for a day or two that they would have to come and, and, and rehook that up. Well, my but cable's that, still that, out. That, I that, mean, my,
2: my internet is still out. I have cable, but I don't have internet yet.
1: Interesting. My, mine just it came back. Huh? And, and so as fast as you could snap your fingers, within about two minutes, I went from sitting another long, sweaty, hot night Hell, With, within, a, within two minutes, I'm watching a college football game. The air conditioning is coming on, and my life
2: was back. I had to go through an adjustment period both times. So when the power went out initially, the adjustment period was I still had that muscle memory to click on, light switches in and out of my house like that. So I was at a friend's house who got power back when my power came back on. So somebody had to call me and tell me like, hey, you know, you you, you have power on and your TV's on, stuff like that. So when I got back home and realized that my power was on, I was still using flashlights to look in the closet because I completely forgot. That the I had that muscle memory that I had to adjust to. so I'm just getting back to like not lighting candles and not using a flashlight to look through the closets and all that to find clothes. So in both instances, when I lost power and when I got power back, it took me a while to get readjusted to the new environment. Well, uh,
1: again, a lot of people do have their power back. There are still some people that that don't, and I know uh, Entergy and Coleco said that they are they are they're working their butts off to uh, to get everybody. Hooked up again, and 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 to, to get our lives back again, because with there's no life with no power. There's just it's that that's a fact, and and so um. But we're back here at Bayou ninety five point seven, um, thanks to our sister station WWL for for covering the post hurricane situation, and uh, we're we're back. So turn it up loud, and uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna rock and recover uh from this sucker. That's what that's what we're doing here. Um and text us if you want, if you have any questions or if, if there's anything you, you you need or you want, let us know about it and we'll we'll do what we can to try to help. Um but it's great to be back here on Bayou ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station. We're back after a week Of our sister station, WWL, being on in the post-Hurricane Ida situation. Um, We're back rocking. Rock and recover here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you on the day after Labor Day. We're back. Here at Bayou ninety five point seven. After uh, the last week, having our sister station WWL be on our airwaves and and all of the Odyssey New Orleans airwaves. That's the company who owns our radio station, and um, and, and now we're 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 trying to uh, recover. We're trying to get life back to the to the way we knew it, and uh, it, it's pretty bizarre. How we were going through coronavirus issues, and then the hurricane came and 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 now the the coronavirus issues they they're they're still hanging over our area if you're just joining us, I mentioned earlier in the show that Yesterday morning, I was looking for a place here in the city of New Orleans to eat breakfast. The, the, the first two places I stopped that, places I normally go, that they were closed. And then I went to a, a place I like, which is on Bourbon Street, actually. It's called Clover Grill. And um, But to get into Clover Grill, it was open. Not everything's open. But Clover Grill was open. To get into Clover Grill, I, I, I opened the door, and the woman working there said, do you, do, do you have a mask? I said, yeah, I have a mask. And I put my mask on, and then she said, do you have a, a vaccination card? And I said, o- or at least be able to prove you, you've tested negative for coronavirus in the last 72 hours. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think they've been doing too many uh, coronavirus tests in the last 72 hours here following hurricane ida I, I don't think there's a lot of people getting tested for that right now so i had my vaccination card and i and i showed it to her and and, and then they, they they cooked me up a a delicious breakfast
2: you yeah, have to be a little bit more cautious now because a lot of people <clears throat> did group with family members you know i don't think family members actually sat there and checked which family members had COVID because it was all about getting together and surviving the ride in the storm. So even though that issue was still out there, I know that when, all, when we do get to recovery, we do have to be careful now because we've shackled with a lot of people that we normally wouldn't have, even though it was family. And also uh, I know some people who were scared, who got the first shot, they were scheduled to get a second shot around the time that the storm hit. So they had to reschedule. Like they got texts from like their CVS or their Walkman's or wherever they got their original shot from. They had to reschedule their second shot. So, yeah.
1: Yeah that that that's something and and how how we're, we're going through one big deal and then all of a sudden the hurricane Ida comes and, and and turns everybody's lives around here up, upside down and and now we're trying to recover for, from that and we still got that other thing kind of kind of hanging over our head I I know I know that there are there are some restaurants, some lunch spaces here in the city of New Orleans, uh, that are, that are slowly opening again, but, but they're not opening their, their dining rooms, some fast food spots and such because of the whole coronavirus situation that they're saying we're open, uh, but just use our drive-through. I, I, I see that. Um,
2: that's the thing. I appreciate the city so much. Even during the the worst part of this, and I know for some people it's still going on. They still haven't got their power yet. But at the height of it, like right after the storm, there were people giving out free meals. There were people uh, giving out ice. You know, some stores with generators did stay open. Uh, um, the Larry Center first responders were giving out ice water and MREs. It was, it was pretty good seeing, like, when you compare this to Katrina, we did a lot better. Like we were all on point. I think we learned a lot from Hurricane Katrina that when when it comes to the recovery effort this go around.
1: Yeah, well, well, the the, the biggest difference, Coleman, is that this time around the, the the streets didn't flood. Yeah, so so people were able to get around uh, right after the storm. Unlike Hurricane Katrina, when people weren't able, they weren't able
2: to get around. You know what else cool happened this time that that I've never seen before? They had they used RTA buses as cooling centers, but for those who didn't have uh, air conditioner, they would use the RTA buses and go to different neighborhoods, and people could get on the bus and just sit there using the RTAs, the buses air conditioning. That was something that I've never seen in any previous hurricane recovery. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. And now with our technology, we have tablets and cell phones. Now they were actually putting charging stations where people can go and actually charge their phones up and charge the tablets up because that was the only way of communicating. So uh, this time around, I've seen a lot of cool little ideas, cool little neat things uh, that I've never seen before in any hurricane recovery.
1: Well, the RTA buses opening up as cooling stations, that was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. And, and um, you know, in my apartment building here in New Orleans, Coleman, mm-hmm. Our building lost power, but in the hallway, if I opened up my door, m- my hallway had lights. There were electrical outlets in the wall, and the elevators continued hmm. to work. So I could, I could go in my hallway, plug in my cell phone, and charge my cell phone in the hallway. That was the only thing that kept me connected w- w- with anybody. Um, so there were small things like that. That, that really uh, made a difference, that helped
2: out? All right, this text uh, I think is important to read. It says, Louisiana is not just New Orleans. You know, there's life below New Orleans, and at Ground Zero, some have gone 10 days without power or water. And it, and, that, and that's true. You know, New Orleans, of course, is, it seems to be like the highlight or the spotlight, or, but we haven't forgot about all the surrounding now, areas. There's still a lot of people yeah. without so, power.
1: There's still a lot of people. I mean, Houma got—
2: Yes. Got hit extremely hard. That was another text we got. That's from Billy. Billy uh, says Homer will be without power for a while. But it, it, it's kind of hard. You know, it, it's sort of like, all right, we haven't forgotten around about the surrounding areas, but it's kind of hard to focus on the surrounding areas when you're in the middle of your own thing. You know, it's not like New Orleans forgot about what's going on around us. It's like people in New Orleans are still dealing with their issues too. And, and once New Orleans recover, of course, we're going to look around and see who has help. And just like the, the, the surrounding areas, when they get their self, um, uh, Correct, and they're going to start looking out for help. So it's not, nobody's forgotten about anybody at all. We, we're all in this together. We're all in this together, and people are dealing with their individual issues, and we're still trying to help out everybody. So it does seem like New Orleans is taking the spotlight, but we haven't forgotten. Nobody has. No,
1: there, there are still a ton of people without electricity uh, con- concerned about water and food and things like that. I, I, obviously, you know, they're at the top of our minds. We're, we're thinking about them um but, but yeah there's there's still a, a lot of people who uh, who are in the recovery process when it comes to uh hurricane ida so yeah texas we appreciate the text uh, if you've got anything 504-260-9595 any question or anything maybe we can help you with let us know we'll we'll reach out um keep it short and if your text's good, we'll we'll read it coming up on the show. Um, but we're back here uh, after, after a week. We're back rocking here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Red Hot Chili Peppers, their guitar player who used to be in the band, John Frusciante, He's back in the band. And uh, they're, they're finishing up an, a new album that's being produced by Rick Rubin. All right. And Rick Rubin has produced them in the past. And uh, he says it's something to, to get excited about. He, he said when, when he saw John Frusciante jamming with Flea and Chad Smith and Anthony Kiedis, he said he, he, he got emotional. He got tears in his eyes. He said it was so great. To see the guitarist back with the band, probably never should have left. Um, but but they got a new album coming out, and it it, it should be. Uh, hey, they're they're one of the greats. You think of the greatest American rock bands, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, they've been they've been up on top for a long long time, and it's great that John Frusciante is back playing guitar with them. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland. Here, we're back. We're rocking, rocking the recovery. Uh, great to hear Guns N' Roses. There, they're they're on tour. They they've been they, they've been touring, and um, I, the, the shows are going well. I know there are some fans that want new material from them. There's three of the original five members of, of Guns N' Roses that are uh, currently in the band that's on tour right now. And uh, I, I know they mentioned that they've been, they've been working on some new songs, but how cool would it be to get a new Guns N' Roses album? You know, when, when those guys released their album, their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, back in 1987 it, it didn't start selling immediately they were they were on the road they were playing clubs uh they they, they couldn't get MTV to, to to play anything i mean they released welcome to the jungle it, it it did a little bit but it didn't it didn't climb the charts that high uh, and and actually the owner of their record company, David Geffen, he called MTV and he, and he begged somebody he knew at MTV, would you just play the Welcome to the Jungle video once? Play it at four in the morning. But could you just play it once and, and see, see what happens? See if anybody calls or gets excited? Because again, the album came out in 1987 and now they're in 1988 and the album hasn't sold that well. And MTV, they, they did play the video once at, at like four in the morning for Welcome to the Jungle. And then that's when the phones started lighting up at MTV and people started calling MTV. and, and, and We want to see that more. We, we, want, we want more of that. And then after that is when they released Sweet Child of Mine. And, and now we're, we're over a year after the album was released. And then it, then it started selling like crazy. So it it, it didn't ha- it didn't happen overnight. It, it took it took a while, and, and and it's good to know all these years later, three out of the five original members of Guns N' Roses they're out there uh, they're out there touring.
2: It's weird how those things work, cause you know when you think about it in retrospective, as opposed to now, you hear a song like "Welcome to the Jungle" and you think instant hit, cause it sounds like one. It sounds like an instant classic, but like you just said, it's weird how when you go back to that time, it you know there was kind of like I don't know, should we play it? Shouldn't we? You know this, that, and the other. But it, it, it's weird how those things work like that. Like you don't know what happens and how it happens. It just seems so like the Beatles. I wasn't around for the Beatles phenomenon. It just seems no, to me as long, as long as the Beatles were around, they were a classic band. But you have to go back and you hear about the struggles and all the all the uh, moves they made to get to a certain point and how things happened and it ended up being destiny. Yeah, and MTV did not want to play a Guns N' Roses video. They heard they were all junkies and you
1: know drug addicts, and that they you know people were afraid of them. I can a- see that. And and <laughs> they didn't they didn't know what what to expect. But as soon as they 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 gave they gave the Welcome to the Jungle video that one spin at four in the morning. That's when, uh, that's when they started getting contacted by a lot of people, and a lot of those people were saying, we want more of that, more, 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 and then the, the band just exploded after that. But it took about a year after the album was released for, for that to happen.
2: The moral of the story, John, don't give up on the ass clowns. You never know what's going to happen oh, next. Well, <laughs> I
1: wouldn't be comparing uh the, the official band of the John Osterlin show The Ass Clowns to Guns N' Roses.
2: I mean you you but, and actually, your your vocals are pretty much on par right now, God, right? It's the same thing.
1: <laughs> boy, oh boy.
2: Well we are we are recovering and I know
1: there are still a bunch of people in our listening audience in our listening range that that don't have power. and and, and it's gonna take some places. A, a bit longer uh, to 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 get their power back and I know that totally sucks but but I also know that they are they are working hard uh to yeah. do that to to do that um but we're we're going to we're we're going to rock the recovery
2: yeah, and if, if, if like you said, if you see Facebook friends that have power before you and they live around you, you have to understand like the, the damage wasn't spread out evenly over the area. There's some some places worse than others. Some people have more debris than others. Some uh, power lines are tangled more than others. So you have to. I think you know they're going about this recovery the best way they can. It's all strategic. So if you see somebody with power and you don't, maybe you know they had they were easier to get to it. There they were less debris in the streets. There's always a method to their madness. So. Just be patient, and when you get to, you know, when they get to you, just be thankful. But don't hate on anybody that that already have it. And you know, I know it's difficult because you're struggling and you're suffering right now. But we're going to get through this. Is going to be okay.
1: Yeah, and and uh, both Coleman and I are fortunate. We we both went upwards of a week, about a week without without power. And I mentioned earlier on the show this morning. I noticed the building right next to my, my apartment building here in New Orleans. That building got power back before my building did. They got it back for over a day before we did. And I I would just stare out the window and I'd look at that building and I'd look at the lights and the people inside their living room while I'm sitting there in a hot, dark apartment with my cat, El Gato Negro.
2: How did El Gato, uh, did he lose weight or what happened?
1: No, I think he gained a few pounds. You know, and one of our one of our mutual friends came over. He said he couldn't believe the size of my cat. He says the, the cat is now starting to challenge me when it, when it comes to uh, how, how much
2: how much he weighs. Oh man, doing when, when life's wild, I was sweating I was sweating my balls off, right? I lost about five pounds, but when, as soon as the power would come back and I was able to eat regular food, I gained all that, I gained five pounds right back. It's like nothing happened.
1: Ah, oh, the boy, the the, the the no electricity weight loss program did work for you for a little while until you got electricity back. Yep. I see what you're saying. All right, uh, hang out with us. We 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 are back. It's great to be back. We're rocking the recovery after Hurricane Ida here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This is the 30th birthday, the 30th anniversary of the Black Album by Metallica. We we've talked about it b- before, you know how that album exposed that band to so many more fans. Sure, they had a lot of fans before the Black Album, uh, but when they put the Black Album out, it's one of the biggest selling albums in the history of music. And it turned them on to a lot more people. You know, there were a few old-school Metallica fans that weren't happy with the Black Album when they heard a couple of the slower songs. They said, what's my band doing? But Metallica knew that they um, they couldn't just keep making the same record over and over again. So uh, the the Black Album was something really special. And starting this Friday, um, you'll be able to to stream the 30th anniversary of the Metallica Black album. There are a lot of musicians who did their favorite Metallica songs from that album. And, and I mean, there's, there's a, there's a few songs that have like 20, 30 different versions from 20 or 30 different artists doing them. And, and so, so starting this Friday, you'll be able to see that online. And experience that online. The physical CDs and albums uh, won't be released until October. So there's still another month to go with that. But starting this Friday, you'll be able to um, see, at least stream here and see it online, uh, the 30th anniversary of the Metallica Black Album. And there's a lot of people that got involved in... and in, um, Pretty big deal. Speaking of that album, here is Mighty Metallica on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland. here with you. We are back here at Bayou 95.7. After a, a, a week, of our sister station being on our air WWL because of uh, Hurricane Ida and the in the the post Ida situation and the Ida recovery. Uh, it's it's great to be back this morning, a- and uh, we're still rocking the recovery. That's what that's what we do here because we 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 understand that there are still a bunch of people that that don't have power. Water and food—it's—it's it's an issue. I'll tell you, last week, Coleman. Uh, after after about four or five days, I was getting a little concerned. I, I stayed, and both Coleman and I stayed the, uh, the the whole time when the when the, when the power went out. I mean, I had some friends that evacuated. I had some friends that went to Texas. I had some friends that went to Florida. I had some friends that evacuated but I uh, I ended up staying and when it got to around day 5 cuz we all had food for a few days mm-hmm. um we was starting to get low and and at that point Entergy hadn't said yet when when power was coming back now now look I know there are still people that that don't have power and there are still people in the city of New Orleans that don't have power um, but I, I was, I was concerned for, for a, a little while. I know I, I, I talked to you once on the phone I said, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get low on food.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I was low on gas. So I couldn't do anything about it. I had to, uh, had to walk around to see that I had to walk for three days cause my car only had a little bit of gas left. So I didn't want to take the chance to go anywhere. Cause wherever I went, that would have been it. You know, so uh, I had to walk to stores. I walked like eight, nine miles last week because I had to walk to stores, I had to walk to gas station, I had to walk around neighborhood to see what was going on. That's what I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't, like I said, as long as I was by myself, I wasn't really concerned about my well-being because I, I was okay. I can survive off a box of Pringles for maybe two weeks, but like I said, it was, it was really more my family and my friends that I was more concerned about than myself cuz when i was at the home with no heat and all that i mean with no power and i had to suffer through the heat as long as i was by myself it wasn't that bad i kind of enjoyed the peace for a little while because i had to put my phone on a charge in the car so i had no i had nothing to distract me and for the first time in a while i was actually in my own thoughts and it was kind of peaceful you know figuring out what can i do from here uh being a minimalist and i knew you know when the power does come back on that's that's going to start the business again you know that we're going to have to start meeting having you know getting ready for work it's called it's called living life yeah (laughs) living life so for a moment i did i did like this the solitude i did i I knew that the noise and the interference was going to come back on as soon as the power came back on so when i when i figured it was going to be close i didn't know when my power was going to be uh come back on but for a moment i did say well let me enjoy this peace. let me enjoy this solitude let me enjoy not having to worry about anything for a little while. So when the power does come back, I'll be ready to go. It's incredible how when you lose power, your car becomes an
1: oasis. Because you go into your car, you start it up, you've you've got air conditioning, which you don't have in your house, and you can charge your cell phone, which you can't do in, in, in your house. So all of a sudden... People are spending more time in their in their cars than they are in their in their houses, and
2: it's amazing how the the car becomes an oasis. Don't well, they say the car is an extension of your home? <laughs> no, I was the the first few nights I was tempted to sleep in my car with the windows down because it felt better, but I didn't do it. I just slept on the floor because that was the coolest part in the house. Yeah, but uh, I'll I'll tell you,
1: it's 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 awful not having power here in the year 2021 that that's not how life should should ever be and, and um you know we're we're thinking of those who are still without and and like I said we've we we've talked to Entergy we've talked to Cleco and and they are they are working their butts off to uh to to, to get everybody powered up as as soon as they they can. One other thing as well. How about how about grocery store workers and and workers in drug stores? and you know we learned this during coronavirus, but we just saw it again. I mean, I mean, you know th- these people show up for work as as soon as the as soon as the grocery store as soon as Rouse's opened up again, uh, th- there they were. They were. They, they they were working i've I've learned I mean it started again during coronavirus, but I don't care I don't care what job anyone has. If someone gets up and goes to work, it doesn't matter what the job is. I have respect for that person because they they got up and they went to work
2: well, I, I was talking about this earlier when the f- uh, show first started like that week when we wasn't working, I was saying how I felt useless because I thought about the skills that I have compared to what I saw like the the linemen were doing on towers and they were dropping off wood to put new electric posts up. And I was really thinking, I I saw roofers, you know, uh, gathering shingles. I saw men out there, you know, gathering debris. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm a man and I couldn't help my mom out because I got into the entertainment industry. So my mom has to find a roofer because I don't have any carpentry uh, skills. I can't help her with a power cause I'm not an electrician. I can't help her with a car because I'm not a mechanic. And I, I really thought to myself, you know, in a, in a, in a crisis like this, what, what can I do to contribute? I don't have, I don't have a trade. I, you know, I, I want to get on stage. I want to be a radio producer. I want to be, you know, I want to produce music. I want to do all these things. And for the first time, I felt like, what have I learned in my life? What did I go to school for that could actually help somebody else? Like, I, I'm not a chef. I can't cook. You know, I couldn't cook hot meals for people. You know, I I, I can't go on, I can't climb the power lines and put the power cords. I'm not, like, I literally didn't have a useful skill for my mom or anybody that I saw that, that I can help with. And I, I felt like, man, if, if, if next, like, what can I do? I, I felt I really did feel use, useless. For well, while.
1: You, you said that earlier in the show, yeah. how, how this storm showed you that you were useless when it came to being a son
2: yeah and my mom had boys for that particular reason because she thought yeah my boys are going to grow up to become men and help me out in my old age but here we are grown ass men but we all want to be entertainers so oh <laughs> we, him too yeah he, yeah he ended up like in the entertainment industry as well so yeah she had boys for no reason at all how about
1: that both of the coleman uh kids are, are useless well, anyways, we're, we're thinking of you. We're back, rocking, rocking the recovery. Um, our, our text line is open. You you can feel free to text us uh, if you have any questions. Um, if you keep them short uh, and they're good, we will uh, we'll we'll read them on the show. Our, our text text line is five zero four two six zero ninety five ninety five. But it, but it, but it's great to be back. And, and we are rocking the recovery here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.